Hello, everybody. It is great to be here again today. And my name is Gary Fowler, and I am the host of GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. And I am proud to introduce my guest, Caius Misconnen. And Caius is a founder of Choicey, a, a Helsinki-based company. I mean, he's got an incredible background for everything from the special forces to speak in nine languages. Just incredible. So with that, I'd like to bring Caius on board. Thanks. Hi, Caius. Hi, Gary. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, no, it's great to be here. So tell us a little, how in the world did you learn to speak nine languages? Uh, I actually had to like study all of them as everyone else, but I think I was just more interested in most. And how did you, I mean, how do you learn like Portuguese from Finnish and, you know, Estonian? What would one day you wake up and say, well, I want to speak Estonian. So, I mean, how did, did you just, how did you decide to learn the languages? I'm just curious because I know people that know one or two languages or three or four, but nine, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I was living a few years in Angola in West Africa. They speak Portuguese. So I took the courses there and Estonia is near Finland in Helsinki. Yeah. You can take like 90 minute boats to Tallinn and the language is very similar. So you can learn it in a year. Well, I remember I had somebody in my language classes in, in uh, Russia, and uh, the you guys are cases. Your verb tenses in Finnish are huge, right? Yeah, you have, like, sixteen cases or something. I mean, it was a, like incredible amount of cases. <laughs> now, yeah. now that's that's interesting. Okay, so here's the other thing. So you like to travel a lot. You've gone to seventy-one countries. Yeah, it's no, the seventy-three actually. Seventy-three. Mm. Now. What's the most, what's the wildest country you've ever been to? You can say, you know, I, this was like one of those uh, experiences that uh, you have once in a lifetime. Uh, depends, but uh, I would, I would go for Angola in, in, in the West Africa. It's, a, it's, it's special in many ways. Uh, it's hard to get there. Um, if you have some friends there, you can see interesting stuff. And so that was interesting. And then, um, you know, and you were in this, uh, the Finnish Special Forces. Now, when you were in Angola, were you with the Finnish Special Forces or how did all this come together? I mean, it's an interesting uh, puzzle. Uh, no, two different stories. I was running an architecture company in, in Angola for two and a half years um, back in like 2010. Uh, and and um, yeah, it was a kind of a good experience. Uh, very different from Nordics, where I come from. And um, yeah, uh, I think it, all, all these different experiences uh, are important in life. So, I mean, how did you, I, you know, how do you go to Angola to do architecture? Do you just wait? I mean, what did they say? Well, we would like to have some Finnish architecture or some, you know, some uh, uh, inspired. I mean, how did you get to, how did that happen? I don't know if anybody that's ever told me they've gone to do architecture in a country in Africa. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but how, how did it happen? I was actually planning to uh, uh, start a company in uh, Miami, in Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. And during that time, I was I was in Miami and I was meeting some, some you know, uh, construction companies. Then I met some... Um, interesting people from Angola, just like in, in nightlife and kind of, they persuaded me to work with them in Angola. It was a very good time. That's great. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you must like adventure because you don't go to now, what countries have you been to, you know, like top 10, what countries, uh, 
you know, have you been to that most people wouldn't go to? Uh, yeah, uh, probably most people wouldn't go. Um, maybe just for, you know, uh, they might not feel that these countries are mainstream enough, but I would probably go for like Angola, um, Congo, you know, those kind of countries. Uh, you know, I, I, I really like South, South American countries. Uh, I would say, but even if it's not the question, but I would really recommend like Italy and Rome if, if people like, you know, old structures, architecture. I love New York for kind of the after work uh, life. Very different places for different people. No, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. And you speak Russian. Have you been to Russia too? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I kind of learned the language because uh, when I was running an architecture company in Helsinki, Finland, um, we have a border with Russia. There are a lot of Russian people here who want to build their kind of secondary houses somewhere in the kind of lake lake side of Finland. And I know I have some friends that uh, Finnish should have a lake house and they were just beautiful, actually just beautiful. And how many months of the year can you go to the lake houses? Is it like in, um, I lived in St. Petersburg for a while. We didn't have a long summer. Is it the same in Finland? Same. I mean, it's like four months of some sort of summer, uh, three months of quite nice summer. Um, the, the sun is up almost all night. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend Finland and Nordics in the summer. It's it's quite quite an experience. No, that sounds great. Yeah, I know. And uh, when I lived in St. Petersburg, we had white nights, and in the uh, summertime, when I I, I don't know if it got dark at all. Maybe an hour or two it got dark, but it was an incredible time in June, a time frame. It was uh, just um, a good good party time and a good time for people to get out and, and have some fun. Okay, so you did. And here's the other thing. Now, that I mean, you speak nine languages. You've traveled to 73 countries. How in the world did you go to Sydney and win a singing contest? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was uh, young and I was singing and playing piano, cello, and guitar. And I was attending some some um, singing contests. Uh, this one was 1996. I was 13 uh, in Sydney Opera House, like a UNESCO quite big competition. Mm-hmm. I was there with a small singing group and we won it. Uh, it was pretty cool. Wow. And so do, did you... Uh... Did you ever have any ambition to do a group or to ever to continue and be in the uh, Eurovision or whatever or whatever? Did you look at that career and that or not? Did you do? Did you? You know what no. kind of singing was it? Was it rock? Was it? No, it was it, it was classical music. Mm-hmm. Classical, uh, yeah, in 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 Finnish, English, and some some Latin. But but uh, yeah, I I never had a career idea. It was it was a hobby. That's fantastic. Well, and you got to go to Sydney to do it. So congratulations. And, you know, you've done um, your uh, your architecture studio. You've de- you delivered over 200 different products. And, uh, you know, you talk about delivering outcomes. That's important, isn't it, when you're building a startup? So tell us a little bit about Choicely and, and you know, in terms of how uh, Choicely is helping people engage and monetize uh, their you know what's happening with it and how does that work with the fan base and what kind of interactive tools are you using to make that happen sure 
So the way I see it is, is that uh, apps are kind of the new norm. It's, it's the most um, popular platform for engaging fans or buyers, you know, to make sales. Um, people use 90% of their time in, on mobile in native apps. And the biggest reason, I mean, there are now like three, four, three or four million apps. The biggest reason kind of why there are not like 30 or 40 million is that uh, companies think and, and feel that it's hard and expensive and slow to build apps. So with the whole no-code thing, we can kind of remove, remove those barriers and enable SMEs and all sorts of companies to have apps without difficulties. And uh, kind of in choicely, uh, that's kind of one thing. But then another thing is that the apps need to be high quality, otherwise they're, they're not going to be popular. Mm-hmm. And then the fan engagement side or the engagement tools that we built, we started with the uh, TV show um, kind of industry. So we're building apps for like ITV studios for Love Island mm-hmm. and then Universe, that kind of places. What is it, Love Island? Love Island. You might not be the kind of exactly the the, the uh, target audience, but it's a pretty cool show. I mean, I don't watch TV. To be honest with you, I don't have TV, so I don't know. <laughs> I get Netflix and I get Amazon. and so. But uh, what is Love Island about? Um, so it's an entertainment show where you kind of, Oh, is that where the the couples get on the island and sometimes they meet another person and yeah yeah and, and then there, there is the they're they are very good in building the fan engagement on their own platforms like Love Island apps in different countries and territories. One of the main kind of core features is that the the audience can in some of the some of the episodes they can actually vote in real time who's gonna. F- drop out or who's going to stay in really that's great fan engagement yeah yeah so it's it's completely up to the audience Mm -hmm. now i've seen it it's the one the one i saw that uh one guy was with the uh this this uh woman but then he met another woman it was like this whole tension thing between this couple (laughs) i think it's probably the same show they were on some tropical island somewhere actually and uh was interesting that's cool so you know, let's let's dive in and and let's talk about Choicely. Give us a, tell us about Choicely. What's happening with Choicely, and what are your goals and objectives, and how you change in the world? Yeah, I think in kind of big picture, uh, we really want to democratize the building of high quality apps. Mm-hmm. So there are so many companies; they can be small, medium, large, that uh, they would kind of benefit. Of having having high quality apps, uh, mm-hmm. they have, you know they have these barriers. Companies like Choicely and others, other well, they, similar- can't, they can't find the people. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, it's not cheap to find people to try to build apps right now. It's really difficult, and then they don't have domain expertise. They may be able to build an app, but have no knowledge of marketing. Yeah, and it could look. It could be like two to four hundred k to build something. Could take six to twelve months, depending on what you're building, and then you don't know the end result. <laughs> Um, so no code platform like Choicely enables you to have it right now. Like you have some kind of prototype the first day, you'll be live in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be live in a few days, but you know, if you kind of work, work on it a bit. Yeah, that's great. And so what, where is Choicely right now and what are your plans? So 
we are now in a good growth phase. Um, we kind of um, grew our, our revenues grew four times from last year. Uh, corona was kind of hard in the beginning. Now it's much better. Um, we've been fundraising a bit. Uh, we can kind of speed up now, unlike unlike before. And uh, we see a very bright future uh, because we believe that um, an increasing number of businesses and any kind of businesses in the world are becoming more aware of the benefits of high quality apps, increased revenues and, um, you know, marketing opportunities, engagement. And um, yeah, um, there's a very bright future for enabling those businesses to have something great, like like their own platforms. There, there's this side story, um, you know, social media platforms are great, but they're, you're, you, you don't own them. So you're kind of, you're kind of leasing your space, mm -hmm. but if you have your websites and kind of native apps or other kinds of platforms where you own everything, then that's a whole other story, how you can engage. No, that's fantastic. And you know, what's, so are you global now or are you just in the region to talk to the audience about where you are? And, and you know, I have a wide audience uh, on the show, the 20,000 people watch it. What what are you looking for for them? Where where do you want to go and, and how can the group be part of it? We're um, we're now on six continents. We have we have customers from. South, South America to Australia, from US to Europe, Africa, everywhere. 90% um, of everything is from outside Finland, where uh, Finland is a great place to build some tech platforms. There is a whole other story about that. Starts with Nokia. Mm -hmm. And then, then um, my message to everyone, uh, thanks for watching, by the way, uh, is that we're very open for any kind of um, discussions around being part of Choicely, either as an investor, if you want to build apps for your businesses or other kinds of partnership opportunities, we're open for everything. But what exactly? Tell us what kind of partnerships are you looking for? We're, we have been partnering now with different platforms uh, where let's, for example, with some technology platforms that offer certain kind of technologies, but they kind of have discussions with their clients that they would maybe want to actually have an application and that technology inside the application. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of find these walls where, where they can't build the apps for the clients. So we've partnered with um, different kinds of technology providers, TV production companies, very different player uh, ticketing companies, very, very different players uh, who are engaging with, um, a large number of customers and they end up uh, in places where you know a fast way to you know offer high quality apps adds value so you're dealing primarily with the entertainment for the fan base or what's your number one vertical market so if you were out there and what are the top three right for yeah. the top three are like media sports and entertainment mm -hmm. we're also in the areas of e-commerce travel resorts mm -hmm. We have a political party app and a political party app yeah in finland it's, it's imagine even as political parties what what are you doing you're you are spreading your messages mm -hmm. and 
what what would be more powerful than having your own app and so like give me an example tell me take, give us an example of what it will look like what's one of the apps that you built and how's it used but you don't have to name names but how does it work um from which sector kind of political let's talk about the political Polit political so, so yeah so there's always happening in political um there there's always the next election coming right different election local mm -hmm. national different elections what do you do around them you do all, all sorts of campaigns you you're, you're gonna change this this and this thing for better but you need to need you need to reach your audience right so what do you mm -hmm. do you, you make beautiful campaigns, you spread them probably in social, partly on TV, mm -hmm. you have your email lists and your websites. But if you want to go all the way, then part of your um, supporters, different level of people who want to participate and, you know, uh, who would like to be part of your movement, maybe as a registered member or even politician or just a fan who would vote for your party or this person. If you want to get the influence like like in a modern way then you could have the app for that party and get push messages about what's going on right now uh, so that what you're doing is you're basically set up the campaigns and everything for them with and that's no, no 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 we provide the technology and then we help them to maximize the impact okay so you're providing what to them so let's be specific because the audience is yeah the, the first okay let's let's say you're you have a political party and you now today you launched an app first first uh, priority is to get people to download it. So specifically, uh, we help a little bit with very specific programs, how you use your social media messaging, email messaging in different ways, just talking about the app, but also adding adding the banners in every email that there is a right. app to be downloaded. Also on web, banners, communication. So if you go through all your channels then very very quickly talking about a few weeks most mm -hmm. of your audience will know about it mm -hmm. some the heavy fans and kind of believers will download it first and then the kind of semi ones and then the light ones and then every time you can get one download from one of your supporters the engagement level comparing to website uh, increases minimum of 400% and then more depending on your messaging style. So the key is to get them to down. How do you do that? How do you get them to download the app? So that's back to what I mentioned. You go through every platform, make sure everyone is first aware of mm -hmm. the application and give them reasons to download it. Something extra, maybe exclusive material, something that they don't get elsewhere and then kind of get the first touch. But once, once they're downloaded and kind of, had the first experience, then they will do something else. But then the next time they'll get the push message that there's something new, you know, like any app. So. Got it. So what do you, I mean, if you look at it, you where, you know, let's talk about the company in five years. Where is the company going to be in your opinion, guys? Well, uh, according to our plans, uh, it's going to be a unicorn mm -hmm. and def definitely a global platform uh, with within those segments that we talked about but many others as well so uh kind of down the road once we grow we will definitely in kind of strengthen our capabilities in tens of other segments as well and what kind of uh, you said you're raising money how much money you're raising right now three million dollars and what kind of um what's the valuation of the company today 
uh with the 20 uh, like 20 million yeah mm -hmm. all right so so investors out there from all over take a look at uh choicely what kind of growth are you experiencing right now guys this this year is forex um last year and 20 so that's 21 and 22 will be depending on our resources as we all know but uh with the with the organic growth it will be 2x with some extra it will be depending on resources three four whatever extra. that's great well congratulations sounds like you're moving in the right direction and um what uh do you have any closing thoughts for the audience and uh how can people reach you yeah uh well first of all thanks for listening uh it's a pleasure to hopefully be informative and and uh i'm very open for um all kinds of communications so maybe best way to reach us just is to go to choicely.com that's our website and then just book a meeting in through, through our uh, you know calendly yeah that's great and um so Caius, thanks a lot to my audience out there take a look at choicely it's an extraordinary extraordinary technology that's really helping us to get in touch to become integrated and part of things and to do it in the right way and to do it quickly so we love choicely you're doing a great job guys and the entire team to my audience out there uh thanks again for and uh coming in i would say enduring coming in for one more edition of gst presents silicon valley ai and tech love having you here remember stay safe stay healthy and stay happy. We will be back again next week for another exciting edition next Tuesday. I'll talk to you then. And to all you out there, prepare for the holidays. And uh, let's do it. Let's get shit done. See you later. Take care. Thanks, guys. And thanks to your entire team. Thanks, Gary.